MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The biggest games of the football season are coming, and Bet Rivers is introducing new parlay features just in time for the playoff push. For your next bet, try a new multi-game parlay and combine bets across games to make your perfect combo. Combine player props, game bets, and even different same-game parlays into one multi-game parlay. Make your parlay today at BetRivers. Download the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com to place your bet. This is the D.C. CityCast with Frank Hanrahan, presented by BetRivers. It is the D.C. CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. I'm your host, Frank Hanrahan from VEASAN, Monday edition. And the Washington football team's uh, final game as the Washington football team was a win. It wasn't pretty, but hey, a win is a win. They finish off with the uh, 7 and uh, 10 record. Still weird to say what their record is when it's a 17-game season. 22-7 to at the New York Giants. We actually gave that out as a winner, so I feel good kicking off the week with that uh, in the pocket. I said there's just no way we can take the Giants even at plus 7 at Bet River Sportsbook. I think it closed at about 6 or 6.5, and, and Washington was just – was the worst was the better worst team in this specific spot they get the victory uh giants inept offensively clearly with the seven points their coach is, is should be fired um in joe judge he had some bulletin board material during the week for washington and again washington football does just enough and they get the victory 22 to 7 not much of a, a, a recap because uh this season was as Coach Ron Rivera said afterwards, it's very disappointing. No playoffs, no postseason, nothing to look forward to, except the name change, logos, nicknames, and all that. And they've got to make a decision at what to do at the quarterback spot because that's what they have to do. I mean, there's no other uh, way around it. They cannot continue with Taylor Heineke as your starter. They they either got to draft or be very uh, creative in free agency or be creative via trade they've got to do something at that position moving forward and it is uh, very glaring by the way that their quarterback uh, played this year now here's the here's the sort of the wild card in all of this and i'm curious to see if there's any thought of bringing back fitzpatrick ryan fitzpatrick <laughs> who had a one-year deal and i think there was an option for a second or they they talked about hey we may bring him back if he has a good first year but he's 39. I, I think that ship has probably sailed, but you, you just never know. And with the current climate, it's always good to have two quarterbacks. So is Taylor Heineke in the mix, Kyle Allen in the mix as backups next year? 
That all remains to be seen. There is so much that needs and remains to be seen with this with this ball club. And you got Coach Ron, who's pretty much head to honcho. Uh, he said this offseason, they got a plan. And we'll see if they can uh, execute and really give some sort of hope, some sort of vision, some sort of plan for progress moving forward because we're beating this dead horse now for so many years in a row. Just the same old crap. They go on little runs. They start off slow. They get to 500, and now everybody's good. Everybody's feeling well. Remember they were 6-6, six and six, and you had the president of uh, the team on the business side saying, this is the play. See, we, we know what we're doing here. We've won four in a row. Trust the process. Players are playing hard. Coach Ron has everybody rallied around. Uh, remember they were throwing rocks four weeks ago? at the chalkboard after games because the David versus Goliath thing. And then they go on this four-game losing skid. And they close out the season with the victory, but against 7-10 and 10 record. They had seven wins um, last year, but they're only 16 games. So in terms of making progress, in terms of Coach Ron Rivera saying this is a uh, five-year uh, rebuild. Remember he said that too? I got five years here. You want to be trending in the right direction. And... Clearly, they are not trending in the right direction. And a little bit of, of it can be pointed to uh, absolutely being a little bit cocky or maybe a little bit overconfident after what they did last year and thinking their defense was going to be their mainstay, their anchor, and they just had to punch in or plug in a veteran quarterback like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now, we will never know what they would have been like with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Would they have won a game or two here and there? Maybe. Maybe not. I I probably think they'd still be hovering around 500 or a couple games under 500 like they are, but we'll never know. But that's where the coaching staff and the front office and everybody has got to realize right now we've got to find a quarterback. And it's so, so obvious. Everybody knows. So it's not like this big secret uh, they got to do that. That's their number one focus uh, this offseason. Probably get some help with the wideout positions, too. Uh, actually had a r- couple running. Well, they had McLaurin went over 1,000 yards. Uh, Gibson goes over 1,000 yards. So they got some, they've got some, you know, young offensive pieces. They just, yeah, they just got to get a quarterback. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so that's what stares this team, this franchise in the face. Coming up here on the DC CityCast, we've got plenty to get to, including the national championship game, which is uh, later on tonight. And we're going to talk with an expert in that field about uh, Alabama and Georgia. And we will get into the uh, Washington Wizards, who had a clunker over the weekend um, at the Chicago Bulls. But they uh, rebounded last night with a victory at Orlando, but they didn't cover. We'll, uh, we'll dive into some of the uh, Wizards as well. That is all ahead here on the DC CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Uh, just a couple more things about the uh, Washington football team. The um, anticipation now for the unveiling of the uniforms and the logo. I'm impressed by how many people actually are really into what the name is going to be. Really am. So many folks on social media, they are 
sleuthing and taking pictures of of uh, mistakes on the broadcast by the Washington football team who did not blur out uh, little pieces of paper and they zoomed in and they took a picture of what it looks like is the Washington Commanders. But this could be the old bait and switch trying to fool us that Washington would intentionally allow something to be seen on video, which are they that smart? Are they that uh, conniving that they would do such a thing to keep us off the scent of what the nickname is? But it looks like it will be the Washington Commanders or the Washington Admirals. Uh, yeah, n- nothing moves me. But again, I've said this. I don't really care uh, what the uh, the nickname will be. I just want to see how they do it and roll it out. Because if, in fact, it is the Commanders, they blew it by allowing it to be leaked out in such a simple way that they had a video where they had blurred it out and then they put on that video on another show, their own produced television show, and they didn't blur it out. And thus people saw it and said, oh my God, it's the Commanders. <laughs> so 2-2-22, baby, can't come any time sooner. Now, I, I will backtrack for a second. And I will say, I don't, again, I don't really care what the nickname is, but it would be, asterisk here, it would be cool to have some sort of ode to the old school. Because in that video, they said, we're going to connect the past to the future. So if they we're going to do that. Would commanders be any, what's the connection? What's the Admiral connection? Red hogs would actually be kind of cool or just hogs, red hogs, hogs. Remember the offensive line. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that at all. So as much as I say, I really don't care. I I would, yeah, it would actually kind of be cool if, they did a little connectivity with uh, with that because heyday offensive line hogs, three Super Bowls. Why not Washington Hogs? It, it rolls off the tongue. Maybe not Red Hogs. Just just go with Hogs. Washington Hogs. <laughs> That's not going to be that, is it? <laughs> no chance. Absolutely no chance. All right. When we come back here on the DC City Cast, we're going to get into the big game. It is Alabama. Versus Georgia from Indianapolis, from Indianapolis, as uh, the college football season is going to come to a close. The two best teams are there after winning their semifinals. We will get into this matchup. This is a tough call. It's always a tough call. It's never easy. It's never easy. And that's why we are here for you. So we'll take a look at that matchup. That is next. The DC CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. I'm Frank Hanrahan from VEASAN. Bet River Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Bet on same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to BetRivers.com today. Must be 21. Gambling problem in Illinois, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. 1-800-994-8448. In Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. In Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. In Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. Playable in New Jersey as Play Sugar House. 
DC City Cast rolls on. It's presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. And as I check the latest lines at BetRivers.com and a great app, uh, the Bet Rivers app, download it right now. The current line for tonight's national championship game remains, and I know it went down to two and a half for a second. It is still Georgia minus the three against Alabama. And who better to talk about tonight's game than a, a gentleman that I've known for a very long time? Used to be colleagues at WTOP, still are. Uh, don't see each other as much as we used to. Uh, Chris Chiani is now the host of By the Book on Monumental Sports Network. Joins me, and I wanted to get you on to break down tonight's matchup. How are you, sir? Thanks for coming on. Absolutely, Frank. Thank you so much for having me. Very fired up to check this game out, despite the fact that it is a familiar sight seeing Alabama taking on Georgia. It is the final college football game of the season, and it is the two best squads, no doubt about it. So we're going to see a high level of football being played, and I'm looking forward to it. So let me ask you this as a guy who crunches and watches the number. Why is Georgia favored in this one? Why? So, Frank, I try not to fancy myself as a conspiracy theorist, um, but there are some things that are tough to explain. And one of them to me was Georgia's performance in the SEC championship game. I understand Alabama played excellently. Bryce Young lived up to the Heisman performance, but I feel as though Georgia knew we're better than either Cincinnati or Michigan. And that's probably who we're going to have to face in the first round of the playoffs. We're going to see Alabama again. Let's not empty the tank in a game that we don't necessarily have to win. And the counter to that is, yeah, but you want to knock Alabama out here. So you are going to do that. But to me, Jordan Davis, who there was conversation about being the Heisman Trophy winner, now he didn't maybe put up the gaudy numbers that an Aiden Hutchinson may have done or really got the star. I mean, and you know, he was talked about among, obviously, elite players, but he played less than 40% of the snaps. Hmm. Now, was, was he out of shape in that SEC championship between that Georgia Tech game and the game in Atlanta? Did they just say, look – we don't need you on the field because we don't like we're, we're just not desperate for this game. And maybe the books say to themselves, we're not factoring in that first game. We're putting the personnel versus personnel. And we're saying that we believe Georgia is the better team. Alabama still had a lot of guys graduate from last year's dominating team. They're not going to have John Mechie. And we believe that Georgia is the better team on a neutral site. Right. Uh, it, it's one of those other uh, situations, too, where you look at it and the immediate thought is, and this is where we talk about the trap games, not the trap games, but the trap numbers, where you look at Alabama's history as an underdog and you say immediately, oh, my gosh, Alabama getting points? Sign me up. But then you, you halt for a second and then you go, but the number's there for a reason. And so then this whole sequence in your brain starts going, starts motoring. All right, what do we do here? Because your initial thought, my initial thought is Alabama beat them by 17 in the SEC championship. Nick Saban as an underdog has this ridiculous record. You've got to take Alabama. But then you pause and you go, why again are they underdogs? I just, 
to your point, and you, you make a good point, but it's still just sort of, it, it's, it befuddles me that they are underdogs in this spot because they've been so good when the lights have been the brightest under Nick Saban. And uh, it's just so hard for me to believe that they're not going to get this this victory. But help me here. Again, help me. Help me, Chris. <laughs> I would say, Frank, that recency bias certainly is lending us to believe that Alabama should be the team that rolls here. I mean, the last two performances we've seen them play, a dominating performance against Cincinnati where they had a running game that had Brian Robinson go 26 carries, 204 yards, 7.8 yards per attempt here. Um, And, you know, Georgia – whipped up on Michigan and you know I what I took away from that Georgia Michigan game was Michigan was the trendy dog going into Mm -hmm. that one right yeah that was the Stetson Bennett coming out party and we hear so many things about Alabama's passing attack and I just talked about Mechie there's Jameson Williams there's even Slade Bolden but when you've got a tight end there that can run a 4-3, Brock Bowers. I mean, Lad McConkey has been great this year. You've got George Pickens coming back. He had the torn ACL in the spring. He had only two catches in the SEC championship game, but this was a guy I know from playing DFS last year, college. You wanted action with George Pickens because he was somebody in the passing game to be feared here. And then you've got Georgia who gave up the fewest sacks in the SEC and their runners, whether it's Samir White, whether it's James Cook, these guys can be explosive, whether they're running or catching the football here. So, I mean, again, we see recently that Alabama won, but I think personnel-wise, Georgia's right there with him. Now it comes down to coaching, right? Nick Saban and Kirby Smart. Nick Saban has owned Kirby for a reason. Georgia has not won a national championship since 1980. It's not about the skill. It's are they coached well enough, and is the moment going to be too big for them? And that's kind of why, I mean, I mean, Frank, I'm just saying all that. I didn't even answer your question because I'm going all back to it, and I'm like, hey, Alabama <laughs> is the dog here, so, like, it doesn't make a ton of sense. Yeah, I'm not really sure, bro. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, and this is why it's so hard. And we've talked about this so often where you can look at all the experts and all the 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 uh, the sharks and, and no one knows. That's the beauty of sports. Uh, just when you think something's so obvious, it's glaring you right in the face. And like, you know, I, I would at this moment, I take Georgia <laughs> because Alabama to me, right. Because Alabama to me makes too much sense. Uh, and we've talked about trigger words on this show before. It just, just makes too much sense. Alabama as an underdog, it makes too much sense. So I'm going to go the other way, take Georgia. And in fact, actually, as we, as we've been just chatting, uh, I see it at bed river Sportsbook. It's now Georgia minus two and a half. So I think, I think the late money, Chris is going to come in on um, Alabama. So if you can get it, you know, if you get Georgia down to like minus one or minus two, I think that's a good little spot for you. And the other thing that we've been talking about too is in the game now, you got to wait literally till kickoff to actually put money down. I'm surprised people are going to the window before or down or going on the app before, you know, an hour before kick because if we, as 
I'm, you probably in the spot where I have too, where I give out a, a game. Like, for example, I gave out um, when Washington was getting four against Philadelphia, like on a Thursday. And by Sunday, that baby was up to six because of COVID and, and everything else. So I think you, you, you wait on this specifically if you like Georgia. Yeah, I'm thinking so too because, but, you know, you're absolutely right. The money is going to come in last minute. I feel as though if you like Georgia, nothing really, Frank, is, I think, a change as far as like, you know, guys, I mean, unless you're worried kind of about COVID situations, but I, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to come up with reasons for Georgia, Frank, because I think I'm with you on that side, right? Because of the fact that I'm always in agreement with you. I think we've had this conversation over the years that these books don't want to take such a big hit here. And when we're talking about this Alabama team, are they big enough in the trenches? We're right now, I watched that Georgia-Michigan game, and I was on the Michigan side, and I was mad at myself because Aiden Hutchinson, who we're talking about as one of the top picks in the draft, when he went up against that Georgia offensive line, who had just graduated guys like Andrew Thomas a couple of years ago, drafted by the Giants, they did not stack up size-wise. Mm-hmm. Now, Alabama, on the other hand, they were pushing Cincinnati around. But where I think Alabama gets the, gets the win in this one, because, again, I'm, I can see both sides of the coin when it comes to this. I still got to drive down to D.C., where it is legal for sports betting. I'm going to make my play here in a couple of hours officially, but I will give a play on the total here. In yes, a little please. Bit. Good. But when we're talking about this Alabama team, what do you expect them to not do necessarily? Let me kind of talk about this. When they were going up against Cincinnati, I said to myself, Cincinnati's got these two All-American defensive backs, Sauce Gardner, Kobe Bryant. So you're going to try and run these receivers underneath them short passes what did bill o'brien do ran it every single play so what is maybe georgia going to expect alabama maybe to try to say uh you know use that same exact formula which worked in the last game maybe alabama comes out with a passing attack this Mm -hmm. time getting deep down the field beating georgia where they're vulnerable which would be that secondary so kind of what you're not expecting from alabama maybe expect that a little Mm -hmm. bit when it when it comes to this offense which Nick Saban's the best head coach in college football, maybe football in general mm-hmm. for a reason. He keeps you guessing and he adjusts. The uh, game that I would, again, I'm sure Georgia has looked at it, and it, it, the Auburn game where Auburn was just so good at uh, frustrating Alabama's offense for, what, a good 58 minutes. Then the last two wasn't so fortunate. Um The SEC title game, what, Alabama won by 17, right? I mean, they were just dominant. It wasn't yep. even close. Like I, I turned it on and I was like, oh, this this is this is a no contest. Uh, so adjustments is huge in this one. Absolutely. And then again, like you said, they've got the best coach arguably in college football history, Nick Saban. Kirby Smart, on the other hand, he's he's been successful, but he you also have to weigh that in absolutely that matchup. And that weighs heavily uh, to the Crimson Tide. Yeah. And. Another thing I want to point out, too, I'll give it out right now. Let's go because the people have been patiently listening. Love it. And I'm hitting these totals here when it comes to these bowl games, which has prompted my college football betting. I'm a quick two to my own horn. NFL has not gone that well this year for me, but college has done wonderfully. 
And I'm thinking the over in this one because I like to go with these unders. The public's always going to go with the over normally, right? And yep. I feel that way too. But the number that I'm seeing, 52 and a half, I think with Stetson Bennett, this is a guy that you're going to maybe hear from some college football fans, maybe of the more casual end, say, oh, Stetson Bennett's the game manager type. He has some great personnel around him that make him look good. But when it comes to Stetson Bennett, this is a guy that his yards per attempt, 10.1, that is tied second nationally between Coastal Carolina's Grayson McCall and Ohio State C.J. Stroud. Did anyone call Ohio State C.J. Stroud a game manager when he was chucking it all over Michigan State this year? No. So I think Bennett can air it out here a little bit, and Dalvin Cook's brother – can absolutely make some plays in the passing game too. So to me, I know Alabama only limited Cincinnati to 218 total yards in that game, 74 of them being on the ground. But Cincinnati was two of 12 on third down. I do not expect Georgia's offense to do so poorly on third down uh, tonight in tonight's game. Do you think that one of the reasons the number is so uh, low and in favor of Georgia is because of the perceived lack of uh, a performance by Alabama against Cincinnati. And I would almost say it's the exact opposite because I think Alabama knew going in, hey, this is all we have to do to win. We don't have to go over and beyond and play just spectacular. Let's just do enough to win and advance. Um, am I wrong here thinking that because of their quote-unquote underwhelming performance, even though they covered the line, even though they won quite easily, they didn't look as sharp as maybe people thought they would have? I think the, well, Frank, to answer your question, the psychology of making lines, I am not the expert in that one. I just try to play them as best as I can, but they are the smartest people in the world working at these books, making these lines here. If it was my guess, it's that what my three pillars, and they're not just mine, your colleague, Frank, over there at Decent now, Michael Lombardi talks about it all the time. The pillars of a football team, quarterback, offensive line, can you protect that quarterback and can you rush the passer? Well, Georgia's offensive line did not give up a sack against Michigan. Mm. There were only two tackles for a loss, and the Georgia backs averaged 5.4 yards per carry. I mean, Ajabo and Hutchinson, that's all we heard about. That's all we will hear about leading up to the draft. They didn't do anything, and the Georgia, if Jordan Davis is in shape, he can cause a disruption with this run game with Robinson, who's a good running back, a very good running back. But you can't mean to tell me that if Georgia's front seven is not putting the pressure on, that he can't be stopped. I think that if they sell out for the run, they can hang in there, make this a very close ball game. Make Bryce Young beat you. We have seen, Frank, you pointed out those games, whether it was Auburn, LSU was more of a track meet, so was Florida, but like, that kind of leans to my over, too. We know that Alabama's defense can give it up a little bit. I haven't talked about Will Anderson enough. That's another guy who's going to be certainly a baller for this Alabama team. I just – I think we've got two great teams here. I, I said a lot, Frank, to – you asked me why the number's short. We've got two great teams here. There is There were no upsets in the college football playoff. The two best teams yep. – got here and that's why the number's short so if you go to betrivers.com chris and you, ch- you click on the the matchup not only to get the lines you get some tips and stats and everything it's great and one of the uh tips they have and i don't know if you know this and i'm going to give you a little a quick trivia question yeah. all right you ready how many yeah. games in a row has alabama won against georgia how many games in a row 
I'm trying to remember the last time Alabama did it. I knew that Kirby Smarto and four against Alabama, so I got to go with like seven. Bang. Wow, look at you. That's literally a guess. Seven. So not only has Alabama won seven straight against Georgia, they're still underdogs in this spot. Boy, this one stinks, doesn't it? It really does. It just stinks. It makes no sense. It just makes no sense. And to your overplay, the uh, last four games between Georgia and Alabama have gone over the total. So that you got that going for you, which is nice. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, Frank, about overs, I never totally love playing them. It's something yeah. that I'll pay attention to all day long. Where is the money coming in on? If it gets to the point where I'm seeing stuff like over 75% of it mm -hmm. is on the over, I may see myself buying back a little bit. I might get involved in a teaser of some sort, but um, I'll, I'll tell you what, I, I, I played a couple of props this year of the college football variety. I did play the Desmond Ritter under rushing prop in that cotton bowl which hit mm -hmm. he had less he had negative rushing yards when you accounted in all of the tackles for losses and all of that so if there's a book that offers like a stetson bennett rushing prop which will probably be in the single digits maybe you look towards the under in that one mm -hmm. but um that's just based on recent success that alabama's defense has had against quarterbacks trying to scamper away from the pocket but um Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I'm on the over, Frank, because I just can't – I don't want to doubt these two offenses here. I mentioned Brock Bowers. I mean, again, this is a tight end, almost like a Kyle Pitts-type player who can – I mean, he's he can at least block. Kyle Pitts is a wide receiver who lines up <laughs> in on the inside. But but Brock Bowers can block and run a 4-3. He was doing some end-arounds with this Georgia offense, which has been pretty impressive. I mean, they get creative in how Todd <laughs> Munkin runs this offense, no doubt. Correct me where uh, if uh, where are they? Where is the game again? I, why am I blanking on this? This is a city I've never been, Indianapolis. I right. heard it yeah. in a nice. Have you been there? Yes, I have. Yeah, but but when it was really cold, so it'll be cold. It'll be tonight. cold, but it'll be inside. And and look, that's another reason. And these are these ridiculous uh, theories that you have, where you just stick with them, where you're like, okay, it's indoors, good, you know, no no weather factors on turf. I, I, I'm I'm with you on the over. I I am. I, I just don't. I don't see relying on defenses in a big showcase game to get you under the 52 and a half. So I like the indoor element. I like the fast turf. That all signals points, my friend. Points. Uh, so you're going to stay away from the actual uh, game. No no touching the game. I mean, besides the total. Uh, no, I will have a play on it of some sort. I just <laughs> have until now, until kickoff, to decide on that one again. Want to see where the money's coming in. My, It's a situation, Frank, where Hart tells me mm -hmm. Alabama's the best team in the country. They've got the better quarterback. They have an outstanding rusher with Will Anderson, who is a, you know in the conversation for best player defensive-wise, along with Jordan Davis. Um, who who comes out on top here? I still think Alabama in my heart, but I have been in this game watching spreads and line changes and totals since I was in college. I know how this goes a lot of times. Mm -hmm. The most we had on our show by the book, Patrick Everson of Props.com on this week. He said 
that this will be now with New York legalizing mm. mobile wagering. This will be now the numbers have not come in, I believe, totally for Sunday football, but it was week 18. I can't imagine that they will rival. This will be the most heavily bet football game of the year, uh, more so than the Buccaneers taking on the Patriots and Tom Brady's return to Foxborough. This will be the highest bet game of the year. So hmm. I want to see which way the money's coming in, kind of where some of the respected money, the sharps, if mm-hmm. you will, are playing it before I make anything official. Gotcha, man. Hey, Chris, we appreciate your time. Follow him at uh, – give a shout-out to your Twitter handle, Big Cheese Show, right? Big Cheese. At the Big Cheese The Show. Big Cheese Show, that's right. Uh, if you're in D.C., stop by Caesar Sportsbook. We're in the glass enclosed little area on the side there, 5 to 7. Come say hello. We'll, uh, we'll talk a little ball. Awesome, dude. I appreciate your time, and uh, best of luck, and we will uh, we'll, we'll chat very soon. Thanks, Chris. Be easy, Frank. Thank you. Chris Chion, host of By the Book. Check him out on Monumental Sports Network. So, as you just heard in our discussion, leaning towards the over, and I am leaning towards Georgia plus the two and a half. And if it gets any lower by kickoff, hey, we are in. We're in play. We're feeling good about ourselves. <laughs> when we come back, we'll put a wrap up on this show. We'll talk a little bit about the uh, Wizards. Hey, a victory last night, but... Not a cover at the Orlando Magic. This is the DC CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Frank Hanran from Vison. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Bet on same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. Must be 21. Gambling problem? In Illinois, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. 1-800-994-8448. In Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. In Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. In Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. Playable in New Jersey as Play Sugar House. DC CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Be sure to subscribe and follow the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Frank Handran from VEASAN. Hey, Wizards were in action last night. And they uh, were winners against the Orlando Magic, but they only win by one. They were favored at Bet River Sportsbook by seven and a half. Thankfully, I did not give this out because I would have said take the Wizards to the bank. Uh, Orlando is terrible. Wizards are 500 or 500 before the game. They should roll in Orlando, and they just barely get by with a victory. This is what's frustrating about this team. They need to put their hammer down when they play these lower teams. They lost to Houston earlier in the week on that buzzer beater, and uh, they barely beat the Orlando Magic. They got whooped up on by the Chicago Bulls, didn't play any defense. At least they played a little bit better defense against Orlando, but they're so bad offensively, it's really, you know. Not that great of an accomplishment, but they gave up 130 to the Bulls on Friday night, which the Bulls covered only one by eight when at Bed River Sportsbook it was at six. Uh, I believe I gave you the Wizards at six. Friday night was tough because I think I said, let's take all the locals. Let's do a three-team parlay on the locals, Capitals, Georgetown, Wizards, big, fat losers across the board. But thankfully, Washington football came through for me, minus the six and a half. So I'm going to whisper this. So right now my picks are 10 and 14. 10 and 14. Not good. But the beauty of it is, is that you can fade me if you want. 
was up to that nine and four start. So you do the math. That is a that's a heck of a chilly run there. But <laughs> thankfully, I didn't give you the Wizards because, yeah, against Orlando, did not do that. So the Wizards, they beat Orlando, and now they are back home to face another lowly team. And again, I say lowly in, in respect to the level of the NBA because clearly they're not all, none, none of the players are lowly. They're at the highest level. But as a team, the Oklahoma City Thunder, not good. And they are in town uh, Tuesday. So they'll be in town tomorrow night. We'll chat about that game uh, tomorrow. But, you know, early leans here is... I mean, the Wizards have got to show something. And, hey, Kyle Kuzma was fantastic, wasn't he? Had 20 points, 20 boards. Hasn't been done by a Wizards player since 2010 or so from Antoine Jameson. So that was a good he's, – he's actually been really good lately. He's had his ups and downs, but he's he's been balling, as they say, uh, Kyle Kuzma. Uh, he's a – a really good, solid player. 27 points, 22 boards. He had 22 defensive rebounds, 22 offensive rebounds. Bradley Beal only had 20 points on 7-22 shooting. But thankfully, that was against the Orlando Magic, who, again, just you could not name me. Yeah, you couldn't name me one starter on their team. Maybe one. In fact, you couldn't even name one of their players, I bet. I mean, that's that's how bad they are. So Wizards actually win by two, 102-100. I said they won by one. It was 102-100, but still doesn't matter because they didn't, didn't cover the seven and a half. If you had the money line, then you're fine. But uh, So they get Oklahoma City on Tuesday night back in D.C. They get a slew of home games. They got to make a run now because they're back at 500 on the season. So let's uh, recap what we're going to do tonight with the national title game. Again, thanks to my man, Chris Chion for jumping on and giving us uh, his thoughts. He likes the over 52 and a half at uh, bet river Sportsbook. I'm going to be daring. I'm going to take Georgia. I'm going to bet against Alabama. I'm going to bet against the big empire. That is the crimson tide led by Nick Saban. Uh, right now it's at plus two and a half, but hopefully it will go down. Hopefully late money will be on Alabama. So by kick, I, I really would love to get it at plus one and a half, plus two. And hey, maybe even it'll be down to one or a pick. I doubt that. I doubt that very highly, but you never know. And that would actually be very nice for the ones that are backing Georgia because it opened up at three and we see it slowly but surely heading in the other direction because of the late money on the Alabama Crimson Tide. So we shall see. So those are my plays for uh tonight. I'm going to take uh I'm going to take Georgia and uh I'll go with I'll go with Chian and his uh, over the 52 in the hook just to make things interesting, but my official 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 release that goes against my uh total in terms of my predictions, we'll just go with one play and that will be Georgia plus two and a half. <sighs> Okay. Okay. We shall see. Wish ourselves luck. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for our, this edition of the uh, DC City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. Please go to betrivers.com right now. Log in, get on board, or you can always download the app. Big things popping, big things are coming, and we appreciate your time. You can follow along on Twitter with me at jfrankhanrahan. We will chat tomorrow. We will either have tears of joy or tears of pain, but 
at least we're still breathing, right? Ooh, that's like a Casey Kasem out cue. We could we could steal that one. All right, I'm Frank Handran for Visa. This has been the DC City Cast, presented by Bet River Sportsbook. See ya. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season, and so are we. I'm Tori Deal, and I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars Four is finally here, and this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.